Hey guys, hello. I listened back to this episode as I was getting it ready to release to you and I just became obsessed all over again with everything we talked about. So I hope it's something that serves you. This is my friend Sarah and she is a gem. She really speaks my language in regards to systems and operations and and efficiency and streamlining and um yeah it's what I talk all day long at work and it's something that is near and dear to my heart because I know I know the power that it has when you can find a system or a rhythm that works for you and and when you can cut out uh all the noise that we often Uh, start to accumulate without even realizing. So I am really, really excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a very tactical one, one that you will hopefully leave with a lot of tools in your toolbox. And uh, I cannot wait for you to get to know Sarah. She's super fun. I also want to make mention because this is being released on uh, Friday, the September 8th. What day is today? Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm, I'm mentioning it to you because I also wanted to let you know about a really cool opportunity that I'm working on with my friend, Sarah Santani. We have both have a, a history, uh, a background of burnout that has led us to the point of helping others. So her story is similar to mine in that we kind of had a wake-up call and realized we needed to take care of ourselves. So we were really hearing from a lot of people that they were experiencing burnout. We, you know, right now as we speak live, I have um, had people, I've been chatting with behind the scenes that are not doing okay, that have got too much going on, that are overwhelmed and are feeling ill-equipped or tired or frustrated or whatever the thing may be. And and uh, and Sarah was hearing the same thing. And so we came together and decided to partner up. You may remember Sarah. She was on an episode of the podcast and I uh, really loved having her on. And as we were on our episode, we had talked about the fact that we should do something together someday. So this need for helping people with burnout uh, has become pretty obvious to us that we need to step in and and do what we can to help. And we are just going to be better together. So we decided to collaborate, to partner up, and to offer a five-week challenge that will help people navigate overwhelm and prevent burnout and hopefully take some tools into the rest of their life that's going to help them in those areas. And so what we're going to do is, uh, as you're listening to this, if you're listening on Friday the 8th, so this is real tight, but I wanted to let you know that today is the last day for registration for this uh, five-week challenge. We're calling it a burnout buster challenge. It's kind of a tongue twister, but it works. A burnout buster challenge. And what you're going to get with that is you're going to get both of us as coaches. You're going to have a private uh, Facebook community that we've created. Uh, we have people loaded in there already and it's starting to get going. We will have uh, four weeks of content where we're going to be really spending time in four main areas, which is productivity, energy, boundaries, and wellness. And uh, from that, we're going to have some some content for you to chew on in advance. We're going to have some, uh, some four, uh, five really with our kickoff call that we're having soon. Uh, we will have a Zoom virtual classes basically. And the idea is, is that we don't want to add to the stress. We don't want to add to the burnout, but we do want to help you digest 
and dissect what's going on and how you can um, wiggle through these seasons of life. They'll come and they'll go. And, you know, the better you are with tools is the better you'll come out of it. So with that, I want to say it's $107 for registration worth every penny because it is so much value that are you getting. I mean, I cannot, I am so excited about this content. I can't even. And, um, and if you are a member of the Snohomish Chamber or a member of our Bloss Business Ladies of Society community, then it's a discounted price at $97. And uh, I hope that you join us. It's going to be a really powerful time together. It's it, We've had so much fun prepping this and um, and we really feel like whoever comes in is there for a reason and that um, they will go away feeling more equipped to prevent burnout and navigate overwhelm on a daily basis. So with that, let's go back to Sarah Mayer. Uh, I am so thrilled to uh, for you guys to get to meet her here and I hope that you really take a lot away from this episode too. It's really talking about all the same things, right? And I, I think it'll be a very, very cool episode for you to, um, yeah, to apply some things right away that are going to help you. And I hope it um, spurs something on in you in your daily life. And with that, here is my friend, Sarah. Hello and welcome to Spinning Plates Podcast. I am your host, Selena Johnson, and I am so glad you're here. God has a perfect plan for you, a design specific that is only for you, and I assure you that it does not include living tired and discontent. I know it's for you to live fully into who you're meant to be. So let's spin the plates together with joy and purpose. Thanks for hanging out with me. Hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, friends, I it's been a minute uh, since I've had a guest on and I am excited because we found each other. We fell in love with each other. We <laughs> liked all of each other's things. And, and like within like three days of knowing each other, we got all hooked up um, on the podcast. So I'm really excited. You guys are going to have so much fun listening to Sarah. She has got just like gold, lots of gold. We're going to talk mm-hmm. all about it. And so Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, just like you said, as soon as I saw your feed and your podcast, I knew that you were someone I needed to know. Yes. Yes. That's how it is, you know? And I've learned, I'm sure you have too, like, just go with it. Like if you're feeling it, just go with it. This is our reminder to everyone, like send that DM to somebody that you like their feed because you just never know what kind of friendship will spark. So I love that so much. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at in life, what you do, and then we'll get into our conversation. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Sarah Mayer. I'm the founder uh, and owner of Sarah Mayer Consulting, where my team and I do mostly done-for-you services for nonprofits and entrepreneurs, because we learned a long time ago that sometimes people want to learn, but sometimes they just want it done. And we talk all things, how to achieve your goals without working 24 hours a day. So we help people with systems and getting things from start to finish so that they can go on and really enjoy their lifestyle. So that's what my team and I do. And I luckily get to spend half the year in Phoenix and half the year in Chicago. I've been doing that since COVID and I really love it. And then, as you mentioned, I'm the host of the Bold Goal Crusher podcast Mm -hmm. where we do talk all things goals. Oh my gosh. I love it. Can you guys see like why I have her on already? Like as soon as she said systems, I'm like, 
oh, like we all need them. And it's, you know, it's funny because I think that we sometimes, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, I think we sometimes overthink like what a system is, but it's really just like a routine or steps, right. That make it easier that you don't have to think through later. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about like why systems are important and how you um, integrate them into your life? Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm going to tell a short little story of how I got into this. Yeah. So I got into my consulting business kind of in a roundabout way. I had a boss who basically asked me, to go out there and figure out what the top performers were doing, put together a training for the people who are maybe struggling and call it a day. And in my true fashion, I'm in operations. Mm-hmm. I decided I was going to sit with the top 25 top performers. They were all in sales. And within the first two days, I was like, there is no way that these are our top performers. There's mm-hmm. no way. Absolutely no way. <laughs> And so I asked for a full workup on them. I wanted to know every time their fingers hit the keyboard, how much they were working, what was going on. And my data analyst basically like skated in my office the next morning, like the second I walked in and he's like, you're never going to believe this. And I was like, what? And he's like, they're outworking everybody. Mm -hmm. They're basically just working more hours than everybody else. And Mm -hmm. when I really aggregate the data down to 40 hours a week, they're bottom to middle performers. Mm. And so Mm. then I went out to find the people that were only working 40 hours a week and I watched them work. And this is where my love for systems came about because I realized that these performers who were only working 40 hours had a system every day. They set goals. They came in, did the same things. They focused on the, because they were in sales, they focused on the activities that would lead to a sale. They set metrics every day. And at the end of the day, they went home. And at the end of the week, they may not have like crushed it. They may not be the one lighting up the board, but they were very consistent and they truly did meet their goals by implementing these simple systems into their day. And Mm -hmm. that sparked. Yes, we did put on a training. Everybody always asked me that. Did you ever do the training? Yes, I did. Uh, (laughs) We did the training, but then people started asking me like, can you come help my wife? She's an entrepreneur and falls asleep with the laptop in our bed. Or can you help my husband's company? They just keep piling on more work and it's not efficient. And that's how I got into business. Oh my gosh, Sarah, I feel like my head, like I might start crying, which is weird. (laughs) Like I'm having this like emotional reaction to it. So first of all, Yes. Everything you said, you know, I personally went through like a season, like a whole life shift thing where I like, I'm like, oh, I have to work smarter, not harder, not to necessarily get the results, but for me to have like that work life balance, we call it right. So to to feel grounded and centered and like not be missing out on time with my kids when I get home and all that good stuff. Right. Then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And it was like clear to me that I had to make changes. Like I had to make changes in the way that I was going about my day, because of course, I'm sure you heard this from so many people you were working with. Like it was a different beast being in the mix with everyone all day long. Right. So like those systems were even more important, but the reason I'm like, so who is, um, so I work with two groups of people. One is in my work life. And this is what yeah. we talk about. Like I'm operations too, as you know, so like, yeah. I, um, you know, streamlining efficiencies. And we just had this big 
um, meeting recently, and this was a big, big topic because that's what we're finding are the, when you said people are just out working, I'm like, that's it. Like the ones yeah. who are excelling on the bottom line are the ones who are also the most burnt out. And yep. we were really encouraging, like having systems in place, not just for their team, but for themselves to be able to hold their team accountable. But then on the other side, I have this work, um, so what words, what words are hard. Yeah. Um, work-life balance. Yeah, I have that too. Um, but I have my, um, my health and fitness community, right. Yeah. Where I'm I like encouraging and helping people partner with others in their journey. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like you cannot be all things to all people. Yeah. have to set those boundaries. So for me, systems set boundaries. Like it's like a parameter yeah. that I follow. So talk to me about like, what are some simple systems that somebody, whether they're entrepreneur, working, working in corporate America, whatever, like what are some simple systems that would help people right now, like apply to their daily life that you have found to be very effective for people? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the biggest things that I found when I started talking to people, especially people in a work setting, but also entrepreneurs is they had a lot of things on their plate. And when I asked them, why are you responsible for this? Or entrepreneurs, why are you doing this when you have maybe a VA or somebody else in your business? Or maybe it's just yourself, but why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And it really came down to, and you mentioned the word boundaries, not being able to say no. People mm -hmm. want to help out. They want to do things for other people. And they have a hard time saying no to things. So more and more gets piled on their plate. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things I always encourage people to do is really look at what responsibilities you have and mm -hmm. ask yourself, why do I have this? Mm -hmm. Why is this here? Is this something that I just can't let go? Mm -hmm. Is it something that's working and I need to do? And once you really identify that why, and you may identify some things like maybe I'm not the person who should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And one trick that I started doing is instead of saying, well, I'm going to delegate that to somebody or I'm going to dump it on them, mm -hmm. which is really how I felt like, oh, I'm dumping this. That's on That's like such a, but you're like totally talking to like so many yeah. people right now, right? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. So I changed my mindset around that. How can I give this opportunity to someone else? Mm -hmm. And that conversation changed. Like when I started having conversations with people who reported to me and I'd say, what do you want to learn in the next year? What are you really excited about? What are things that you think that you need to do in order to excel in this area? I would find that I had things that I had like hoarded that I really didn't like doing. Mm -hmm. And they were like, I would love the opportunity to edit a podcast. Right. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> Here's an opportunity. Yes. <laughs> and so I kind of changed my mindset around it and, and really realized that I could give some people opportunities. Yeah. And then I also realized that there were some things that I was just doing and I didn't know why I was doing them, mm -hmm. especially when I worked for somebody else. And I did them the way they told me to do them, but I never really took a step back to say, why are we doing this in the first place? Mm -hmm. And is this the best way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I, one of the presentations I gave recently was, um, empowerment through delegation. Yeah. And it's exactly that. Like really, we, we think we're helping 
by holding on. Like Mm -hmm. we think that we're giving them a gift of not putting that burden on them when really, like you said, they're not able to then grow in the areas that they need to. And, and I have my experience. I'm sure yours is, is that like on the other side, they're like, fine. Like they're so happy to like be doing more, have more responsibility and really they want to do well in their job. So they're going to, like you said, there's a hard time saying no, but at the same time, they want things that are going to be highlighted for them that they do well. And if we're just like holding everything for ourselves, they don't get the opportunity to be highlighted. Right. And And to learn at new things and all that stuff. And, And then I think it's also checking yourself to say that this is how I did it. Now you can go figure out how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So the, I'll like give you the toolkit yeah. and they may do it so, totally different. They may do it exactly the same, but allowing them that freedom to do that. That's how we learn and grow. And that was something that once I changed my mindset around delegation, cause I was like, I don't want to dump this on everybody. And then I realized a lot of times they were really excited about those projects and saw them as opportunities. Yes, absolutely. I think that it it's exciting to see somebody kind of light up too when you you maybe were holding something back that really is something that brings them such life in their role, whatever that yeah. is. And, and you can see them kind of turn on a little bit and that's what sustains us, right? The things that yeah. bring us joy are the things that are, and yes, you can have joy in the workplace. Like that's the yeah. okay thing to have. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you, you said something in your, um, in your bio that you gave me and it was, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk <laughs> about this. So it was learning how to say no, but sounding like, yes, is that what, is that what the phrase was? Yes. But <laughs> saying yes to everything, but really saying no, that's it. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew you'd have it. Yeah. I'm saying yes to everything, but really saying no. Okay. Let's talk about that. Cause that sounds exciting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So back to that, people have a hard time saying no. When I did my own personal assessment of all the plates that I had spinning, I realized that there were a lot of things on my plate that I felt I had to do because I I truly believed that nobody else was out there doing it. Mm -hmm. And people would start calling me and they would say, oh, we want you to speak to this group or we want you to do this or I want you to do that. And because I have a platform, you have a platform where people that people naturally reach out to. And I just felt horrible saying no. And I realized that a lot of people don't like to ask for help. So them even asking Mm. sometimes was a big step. Mm -hmm. And I felt horrible about saying no. So I would say yes to things. And then like months later, I was like, I don't even know why I said yes. I do not have time for this. And I really regretted saying yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And going back to kind of, you know, reframing my mindset is I stopped saying no And I just basically, when somebody asks me to do something, if it's something I really, really want to do, of course, I say yes. If it's something I'm like, oh, I'm not that excited about that, or I don't have time. Instead of saying no, I say, do you know who would be really great at that? Oh, love that. And connect them. Or do you know who's looking for an opportunity just like this? Mm. Do you know who 
I think you would work really well with. And then I connect them Mm. and it does a couple of things. One, it makes me feel better that I've actually helped, Mm -hmm. but it also keeps that person coming back. Like, because sometimes they may have an opportunity that I can say yes to. Mm. And when you tell somebody no so many times, then they just kind of never come back. So it builds that that relationship and gives out those opportunities that I love to give to others. Oh my gosh. That's so great. I heard something recently and it was like one of those light bulb moments. And it was that if you, if somebody asks you to do something like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, be on a podcast, let's say. So somebody asks you to do something like that or do a project or whatnot. And it's three months from now, but yeah. ask yourself if this was happening tomorrow, would yeah. I say yes? And I thought, yeah. oh, that's so good because we do this thing in our mind where we're like, yeah, I'm sure three months from now I'll be ready to do that or I'll want to yeah. do it. But really we just need to like go with who we are today. Like, will I want to do that tomorrow? And um, yeah, I just thought that was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. You know, I used to joke that if you wanted me to do anything, ask me in July yeah. because July was my slow <laughs> season. And so I would like people be like, do you want to be on this committee? Sure. When's the event? March. Oh yeah. Great. And then March comes around. I'm like, okay, I know I'm on five committees because you asked me in July. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I always talk about that with some of my clients is that making sure that you put everything on your calendar right away. So when Mm. you do make that commitment, It's not just about, oh, the event is on this day. I know I'm going to work about 20 hours that month on this. So Mm -hmm. I said yes to this. I'm going to put 20 hours on my calendar right now in July for March. So so that when somebody asks me, oh, can you go on vacation for a week in March? I look, I'm like, oh, my calendar's already packed. Yeah. I love that. I think too, like it really, um, you know, I know this last few months I was telling you before we hit record, like I'm getting back yeah. into my podcasting because I went through a season and it was a whole, like just yeah. too much. I had said yes to too much, to too much. Yeah. And some of it was stuff I couldn't say no to, like I needed to be available, but yeah. what I noticed, and it was such a good reminder to me because I've, you know how you learn lessons about, you know, 20 yeah. times over and over and over. But it was such a good reminder to me, like, oh, if I if I do take on too much, it really isn't serving those that are in my community yeah. or around me. Like I really I was depleted and it was a lot for me to get my energy back because I was like having, yeah. you know, holding up basically, <laughs> like, you know, turtling, you know, getting really into the shell. So yeah, I think that it's just that reminder that you're really doing it for other people by setting those boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're keeping yourself in your life and in your creative space too, making sure that when you do say yes, it's something that you're going to do well and execute something that you're proud of. Right. Okay. So like you're, you're working with somebody and they're, they're coming to you and they're going to use your services. What is your starting place with them? Let's say, because you talked about, you do systems and I know you do a lot with goal setting and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff, but like what is your, you know, initial conversation with them? What does that look like? And how would somebody kind of, because I think typically probably when they come to you, they're probably already in a state of overwhelm, right? That's why they're asking for your help. So like, how do you back them out of that? What would your advice be to be somebody listening today who is feeling overwhelmed? Like, how do you start? How do you get through that process? Yeah. So many times it's an organization or a company coming to me to help their employees work smarter, Um, so 
you know, they'll say, oh, well, we have a high turnover rate. We have a high divorce rate, which is really interesting. You can measure through HR who's taking people on and off their insurance and they have to list a reason. And you can see mm. how many lists divorce. And so you can see some of those things. So many times it's a company, but then I'm actually working with their employees, either mm. in a group setting or one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so my typical process, if it's one-on-one, I always like to do an observation. That's kind of my go-to. Mm-hmm. And nowadays- That's how you got to talk to this. That's how I got to with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And nowadays it's so easy because I can get on a zoom and -hmm. just watch them work. And the Mm -hmm. first like 10 minutes, it's weird. They're like, Oh, normally I do this. I'm like, you just do your thing. I'm just watching. Yeah. Uh, But what I've learned through observation is that we're never really taught as, as humans, like this is how you work. There's not a class on that. And so what I've watched or observed is people will start off and they're working on a big project and then they're on Facebook and then they're on TikTok and then, then they like disappear for a while and I don't know what happened and they're usually in the fridge or they're scrolling on their phone. And then they start to do this habit of working on the easy So I'll just go through a bunch of emails because then I'll feel productive. So I usually start off with observation and then kind of share my observations on on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we start to to back into the goals. And Mm -hmm. what I find is that when I ask people what their goals are for the week, people will give me on a Monday like 50 things, which Mm -hmm. is like totally unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Um, so after I do the observation, kind of figure out what's going on, then I start to develop that plan and it's not a one size fits all thing, but I typically find people struggle in several ways. One, they don't know how to work on projects that are difficult Mm -hmm. Two, they don't know how to manage all the communications email out of control. Like I had one lady who had 35,000 unread emails in her box and that didn't include the, the emails that she read like overwhelm. It makes my anxiety go up just even thinking about it. Like I can't like, of course yeah. you're overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the third issue usually is that they have too much going on. And so they mm-hmm. don't know how to manage all the things. So, mm-hmm. so after we kind of figure out, diagnose the problem, then we can kind of create some solutions around that. Mm-hmm. And teaching people how to change how they work, even how they manage their inbox is not as simple as like, here's the plan because they resort back to certain things. So that's usually how it'll happen on a one-on-one setting. And then for when I'm working with a company, I like to look at their system. So back to that example, when I first started, we had two issues. The company had created a culture where in order to be successful, you had to work all the time, Mm -hmm. but they also had some systems that created this culture, right? Right. They had turned in. Yeah. They had Mm -hmm. turned into a 24 hour operation. They're giving somebody who works seven to three leads at midnight. Mm -hmm. So this person feels like in order to do a good job, I need to respond to these quickly. So at midnight they're working and it's like, Oh, that's the company creating and entrepreneurs do it to themselves too. They create these systems that cause them to then feel like they have to work all the time. So that's typically how it works. Like a really good point you're making, which is that not all systems are good. Yeah. Right. 
like, it's just like not all habits are good habits. Right. So you, you really, it sounds like you're observing, like what systems do you already have in place that are working or not working? But I, you know, everything you're talking about is like, yeah, my life, right. Like that's what we do at work. But I, um, I I find, I really want to go back to that statement you made, which is we don't really learn how to do that. So really giving grace to ourselves, like, you know, we're kind of figuring this out. Right. So, but you have to like, stop and ask the question, like, is it working? Is that what you're really saying? Right. Like, is this really doing what you want it to do? Which would mean work-life balance and the job getting done and like, you know, happy. Yeah. Yeah. And work-life balance is a hard thing. Like I think about a teeter totter, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm spending a lot of time with my family. My work's going way over here. Oh, right. I'm so, you know, like it's really difficult to get that balance, yep. but it's really about creating that daily flow that allows you to be productive and feel that you can be in the moment mm-hmm. in whatever you're doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I always envision like, the lady at Disney world and half her body is in her suit and she's on the phone and like typing on her laptop. And then she has like three kids standing in line. Mm -hmm. She's not in either place fully because Mm -hmm. she's trying to do it all. And so wouldn't it be great if when you're in line at Disney, you're in line at Disney, when you're at work, you're Mm. at work. Oh my gosh. You're totally speaking my language. (laughs) I think that you, it's funny because, uh, I've also really learned that, that your, your time is so valuable, but it doesn't always need to be used the same way. Right. So like at yeah. work, I mean, your, our work days should be about eight hours, typically if, you know, if it's a 40 yeah. hour week. Uh, but what's amazing to me is like, for me to plug in with my family, mm-hmm. I like my youngest, he just needs like 15 minutes on the couch, hanging out, watching a show yeah. and visiting. And that's like totally fills his cup. And yeah. And that, so we do this thing to ourselves if we're like, oh, I need to be all things, all people all the time, but like, really it's blocking your time properly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. Can I had a client actually, I loved her and she had two young children, very busy, busy job. And I think they were, they were both under the age of four because they weren't in school yet. And they would sit at this play table and she, we worked with her schedule where she would only set meetings for a half hour. Mm -hmm. That was the, that was the agreement. And then she would take 15 minutes with her kids. And so these kids under the age of four were Mm -hmm. trained for lack of a better word that is, and she worked from home where as soon as that meeting was over, Mm -hmm. they were getting 15 minutes of her time. Wow. So they were like, it, they were all in. They were, they like, were yeah. like coloring and doing their thing. And as soon as she hung up the phone, she didn't do anything else. She said, it's your time that we're going to run around the backyard. I'm going to yeah. sit down here and color. And yes, yeah, she had to extend her work time a little mm-hmm. bit longer. It wasn't mm-hmm. eight to five because she had to take more breaks for these kids, mm-hmm. but they got to the point realizing that it, when it was their time, it was all their time. Mm-hmm. And mommy wasn't over here doing this. And so we, we had a couple board meetings. I was on a board with her and when the breaks came, they like jumped up. I was like, what is going on? And she's like, they're, they know it's their time. And so now I'm going to go outside and do whatever to follow through with that, because that, you know, we just get so like wrapped up, I think helping us understand that 
-hmm. it'll be there when you get back too. like, it's not going anywhere. I, I tell people that all the time at work. I'm like, it's, you know, it's five (laughs) o'clock, like shut it down. You're not going to solve all the problems tonight. And how many times have we worked so much to get ahead? And then the next morning, it's like, it's just all right back in your inbox. And so there's no point in putting all that unnecessary effort in when it's really going to zap your energy later. It's not going to give you the life that you're looking for. Well, and it didn't happen overnight. Like she said, Mm -hmm. there were several times where it was like five minutes in and I'm ending a phone call and Mm -hmm. there are days where it's not perfect, but it goes back to deciding how you're going to do it and then figuring it out. And then I always like to add in that weekly reflection. What worked really well? What didn't work? Like for me, when I was in the office, I had other people had access to my calendar I basically said, I do not want any tough conversations before 11 o'clock. Oh my gosh. So if somebody has drama, it's going to be an after 11 o'clock conversation because they're not going to get the best response from me. Yeah. I'm not going to, because I'm thinking about the five things I need to do today. I'm whatever, whatever. And so I think it's sometimes that didn't always work out. Sometimes there were emergencies at nine in the morning. But I knew that if I purposely put difficult conversations later, they would be resolved much more quickly. I should just tell people I'm only taking any hard conversations between like 10 and 11. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think like what, what you're saying is so important, which is, you know, yourself and that writes the mindfulness that gets us through all of this. Like you can put all the systems in place, but if you're not paying attention to how you're feeling, did you eat right Mm -hmm. that day? Are you drinking water? Are you, you know, blocking your time? Are you having boundaries? Like if you're not taking ownership and responsibility for yourself Mm -hmm. in the process, none of the systems aren't going to do what you want them to do. Is that a valid statement? Exactly. You know, I had a client who during COVID, her husband had always worked from home. She had never worked from home. And she was very productive in the office. Mm -hmm. She also had some natural people that guarded her schedule. She had an Mm -hmm. executive assistant and Mm -hmm. she had some bouncers, if you will. And what she realized within like five minutes of being home is that her husband, every time he got off a work call would come up and sit down next to her desk. (laughs) Yes. And so she's like, I'm not getting anything done. (laughs) What is going on here? And that was just his thing. And he said, well, normally I would go sit on the couch for the 10 minutes and hang out with the dogs. But now that you're home, I'm hanging out with you. And so I think there are, yeah, it was, as she said, it was very sweet, but I'm sitting there like typing, uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then she finally basically had a conversation with him and said, this isn't how I work. Mm-hmm. So how about we have lunch together every day and how yes. can we make this work? Yeah. Yes. That's what we did too. In our house, we were like, let's meet for lunch. So we would like meet in, yeah. you know, meet in the middle for lunch. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm, we're not going to get anything. And yes. Anyways, when the pandemic first hit, we had, you know, the whole yeah. at home learning and it was a whole Ooh. thing, but anyways, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We all lived. Everyone's in, we're all bonded. Everything's fine. But yeah, that was a, the whole world. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. Everyone was appealing. It was it was a whole thing, but, uh, well, I love this conversation. This is like literally the zone I'm in right now and helping other people too, like at, at work. And, uh, like I said, in my other life, and I just, I just feel like it's very, uh, um, 
fitting. I think that the timing for the world needs this, like you're, what you're doing is so, so powerful because Mm, we, uh, we have created a society and a culture where yeah, the hustle is real Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're not really doing what you need to do if you're not showing up that way. And I just think it's really powerful what you're sharing out in the world. Yeah. I'm very excited to, well, and also I'll be listening to every episode of your podcast. Oh, thank you. Just so you know, I'm like, this is amazing. Okay. I'm going to ask you my fun questions that we have. uh, And uh, truth be told, just so you guys all know, this is off the cuff because she did not get these in advance. So she's going to do amazing. Okay. What are you feeding your mind with right now? What are you reading or listening to? Yeah. So I actually have a book club. So Mm -hmm. that is fun. So right now I just finished the book Undaunted, Mm. which is Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. It's the founder of Hint Water wrote that book. So that's amazing. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. I think her name is Cara Golden. I think it's Cara. Okay, I'm adding it to my list. That's why I asked this question. It's just selfishly. I just want to keep my list going of things I need to read. So (laughs) perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What brings you joy? Seeing other people excited about what they're working on. Yeah. Because works work should be fun and exciting. Oh, I love that. What do you say to yourself to keep going when things get tough and you don't want to? This isn't the most positive, but it has worked. So I'm going to tell a little short story. So I was founding a nonprofit. Short stories. (laughs) I was founding a nonprofit. I had friends who gave out jobs and one person got the fun job of the logo. I got the job of filling out the IRS application for the nonprofit. It's like 276 pages. And I kept putting it off. And so my little pep talk was, Sarah, seriously. People found nonprofits every single day. You can either figure out how to do this or find somebody to help you. Love it. And so yes. that's what I say to myself, my little pep talk. I mean, yes, people there's do this a way. Every day. Yep. There's a way. I love that. What's a piece of advice that you've been given or that you give? That's like a favorite piece of advice. You don't have to do everything. Mm. I think that should be the name of this episode. Yeah, you don't have to do everything. Oh my gosh. And I might need to get it on a t-shirt because it's so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. And then what's a favorite product that you can't live without? Mm, This is a tough one. This one is the one you probably think about. Yeah. I'm a gadget girl. So I have a ton of gadgets. I, I think right now is my portable flip up fan that would be my gadget right now that I can't live without yeah Yeah. I like it did you get it on Amazon do you know I did yes okay I'll get the link from you we can put it in the show notes that's fun especially like it's like hot this year in all the places yeah really hot really humid too are you in Arizona right now uh right now I'm in Chicago so it's very humid but yeah I have been told in Arizona, it's humid too recently. Yeah, and usually they don't I get humidity. Yeah. Yes. That is what I heard. It's, uh, it's, I mean, even up here in our area in the Northwest, it's typically like overcast rainy, like always rains on my birthday. And it's just like, it's like hot, which is, yeah, we're not complaining. We're all very happy, but <laughs> yeah, we're, I could use a fan today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Well, Sarah, this has been absolutely a pleasure. I am so excited that you came on and I'm so, so grateful that you are, like I said, doing everything you're doing out in the world. And I know that you're changing people's lives. I mean, I have seen it myself when somebody gets that like moment of like, oh, like I can, there's an easier way to do this. And I feel just as good on the other end, if not better. Like, I think it's, pretty powerful what you're doing. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I'm so glad we connected in the DMs actually. I know. Yeah. Who knew? A lot goes on down there. <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. Oh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm just so grateful that you would take the time to be here with me today. I hope that if there's anything that inspired you or got you excited that you would share it to social media or send me a message with any input or feedback that you have and just really appreciate the support and the encouragement that I get from you guys all the time. I will keep showing up and I hope you keep listening.